Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Conversations Podcast We thank you for listening, wherever you're listening, however you're listening Once again, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on We hope you enjoyed this episode and we just really, really thank you for all the recurring people that comes back uh, to listen to every podcast We really appreciate you supporting what we do What we're trying to do Just to spread the kingdom message And it's so much appreciated We just can't thank you enough We hope you enjoyed this episode And shalom Hello and welcome to another episode Of the Kingdom Conversations podcast Wherever, li- wherever you're listening How you're listening We appreciate you so much For joining us once again um, We appreciate the, the continued support uh, For those who come back and listen Week after week And if this is your first time Listening to this podcast uh, Greetings, shalom We thank you so much for Taking time out of your day To listen to us and once again, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Derek Anderson Jr. How are you doing today, Derek? Man, I'm great. Uh, just happy to be able to spread light, give knowledge, things that I've learned, and just to be able to grow and be able to share things that I've learned as I've been growing and maturing in the faith. So I'm great just to be on the podcast. Yep, that's what it's all about, man, giving, because, you know, when you have the mindset of that, you know, that I'm not going to be in this phase of life. I'm not going to be here always, you know, it's, it's good to know that um, you have to take the things that you learn uh, and give it to those who come after you so that they could do what you did and more because, you know, they'll have so much more time to, um, stack on top or I should say for lack of a better term all the things that they learn and you know with all that different time that they have they can just grow so much more and expound so much more on the things that they have to you know eventually make the world uh, a better place and especially with this kingdom message you know it seems like you know um, it's just really getting preached like it should I mean it's it's I'll say I, I see it expanding more um, you can tell it's growing a lot more but we have a whole lot more work to do to get it to, you know, all the four corners of the earth uh, before Yeshua comes back. So, almost oh, definitely, man. Um, things that need to take place are taking place as they should, but it's giving people light, knowledge of the kingdom and not religion, what was passed down, you know, that derived from the Roman Catholic Church. But it takes people who are willing to accept, you know, truth, accept the light. And say, you know, this is what was really uh, being taught in the scriptures, because it was the Holy Spirit that revealed to me that things in religion that were just off that I'll read scriptures. Sometimes I'm like, no, this this can't be right, because this doesn't agree with what it said before. And what we know about scripture is, you know, people say the Old and New Testament, or as we say, the Tanakh and the Messianic scriptures, they have to agree. If they don't agree, then the translation is off somewhere. Exactly. And, you know, it's been long enough, you know, uh, living life off, you know, dead man's translations, as our pastor would say, you know, all these, you know, different scribes that the Roman, uh, you know, the Roman government had uh, to translate the scriptures into the different, you know, King James and them, you know, putting stuff like Easter or you know, words that, you know, they really didn't have specific words that could really describe what the Hebrew language was saying. 
So they just put in their, you know, transliterations and just said, okay, this will do, you know, this will help the people understand it. And then, you know, coming from um, this day and age, you really should want to get back to the original because there's been so many different transitions in culture. You know, how things are, you know, perceived or said. I mean, people are coming up with new words and stuff every day. It's basically like, you know, in the year 2100, somebody's making a new Bible and where it says someone's excited, they'll say, you know, it's lit or something. You know, you really, <laughs> you know, you really got to go back and study the uh, that time, you know, study how they did things, study their culture. And then, you know, I also go and study their language so you can truly perceive what it is that they're saying. But, you know, nobody really teaches you this. Nobody really teaches you that. That's why a lot of right. times people are saying like, you know, man, you know, I'm reading these scriptures, but it's just like so old, archaic and stuff like I can't relate to it. You know, I really don't, you know, you know, my goodness, I wake up, I go outside, I get in the car and I take off. You know, I can't relate to, you know, riding a camel. You know, so when people, you know, read about, you know, the different animals and stuff they have, you know, a lot of times I know when I was growing up, I was just thinking like, OK, so the animals were just there because, you know, people have like pets like everybody else do. I mean, they just have them around, you know, you didn't really grab like they were in the agriculture that, you know, they use animals for different uh, purposes, oxen to till the ground, camels and donkeys uh, to ride across long distances and things like that. You didn't think of that. So. Um, you really need to go back and, and study it from their time and not try to make their time your time. You'll get a whole lot of misconceptions that way. Right. They don't teach you everything in Sunday school. Um. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> don't. But, I mean, you're completely right, man. And one thing that uh, I say it all the time, the Holy Spirit told me when I first got born again for real was to uh, read, study the word, and also to study history. And I didn't really understand at first, like studying history. I was like, man, I need to go back to school and be a historian. I'm like, that's the way to study, right? But then I learned that a lot of true history has been um, hidden. It's not really popular. And you, ha it's documented. Um, I actually found out a lot of history was documented because of, you know, books that people wrote from the past. And uh, actually, in our country, a lot of, um, I guess you would call them like law records, um, but that's actually how we know of a lot of history that occurred like during slavery in the beginning of this country and things such as that um, but once I started studying history and I started looking you know what really occurred as opposed to what I had been taught I was like I get it we were taught lies in order to have us conform to the culture in America and it's to you know even to you know today's Thanksgiving um, well we're doing this podcast today is Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, and you have so many people who are just looking at, you know, we coming together to eat and fellowship and do different things. But how did Thanksgiving come about? They tell us about how the pilgrims came over and the Native Americans were here and how they enjoyed meals together. And I remember being a kid in school and just seeing pictures of, you know, Indians and pilgrims. Um, eating together, we, we making turkeys and stuff like that, but nobody ever talked about like the massacre and never talked about like the, you know, the smallpox and all that stuff that was brought over here. Um, so it amazes me that no one is really like upset about this. Like it's, it's basically commonly known that our history books had lies all in them. 
and you really don't hear much of an uproar about that. Right. And uh, it's, and I wanted to get into this, too. Actually, it, it's kind of tied into something I want to get into. If you don't mind if I start it off. And one thing about wealth is wealth allows you to do that. Because if you look at the politicians, the politicians are bought. Like lobbyists, they go out and get money to support um, certain politicians. One thing that you said that really, really, really is something that I feel like I really want to get out to people uh, here uh, while I'm here is doing stuff yourself. You know, you said, like, why don't we make our own schools? And that is really powerful because we cannot sit around and wait, you know, for someone else to uh, do what's right for us or do the best thing for us or have our best interests at heart. Um, And talking about money and the government and things like that, um, I mean, just look at um, how African-Americans have for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years have been begging for um, America to see us in a different light, to do things for us uh, that we need done, to, um, you know, put us in a position to where we can feel like that we're actually uh, just as equal as everyone else here. And it still hasn't happened. It's still going on. It's, it's still a constant fight that we're still yet fighting to this day. I mean, you know, just check the news, you know, anytime during the week and you'll see that, you know, someone's talking about some type of uh, situation that is proven, you know, this, this stuff that's going on with Colin Kaepernick right now, you know, uh, showing that, you know, black people are still in this position in America to where that they still feel like they have to uh, fight for them to be seen as equals or get what they truly deserve. And it's, it still hasn't sat enough with the culture, you know, enough uh, to where it's like, look, let's just stop waiting for them to do something for us and let's do it for ourselves. Let's just get up, join forces. I mean, all these things that we're waiting on are given to us by other people and just like there, people, we're people, and we can come together and do things for ourselves, look out for ourselves, you know. And that's something that I really, really, really want to help people get is just, like, stop waiting for opportunities and make your own, you know. But, uh, yeah, you're definitely right, man. And uh, that's good. And as, you know, believers, we're not here to be separatists. We're not here to separate ourselves from the world. Like start an all Muslim school or all Jewish school or all um, Christian school. Like our thing is is to be light to the world. So if we started a kingdom minded school, the whole point of it would would be to show that you know we have the best test scores because we're teaching principles. We have kids coming out who are disciplined. We and then once they see that, then non believers say, "Hey, I see the benefits of living." the way that you live in, I want to come into your government. They should want to be like us. We shouldn't want to be like the world. Um, because, and then that, that's what happens to a lot of believers. You know, uh, Yeshua talked about it. Uh, what is it? In Mark chapter 4, I believe, the, where he talks about the conditions of the heart, those that were care. Uh, he talks about them like planting the seeds and uh, the enemy came and snatched some up. Uh, some grew up and thorns choked them out. Then you had others that See, fell among rocks, but my whole point is just that believers 
uh, like darkness more than light. And that's what Yeshua talked about. He was like, he came into the world, but people wanted the darkness more than they wanted light. And as believers, we can't allow ourselves to get a carried away into that, get into those backslidden stages, because then you're degressing rather than progressing. You're, you're uh, withholding yourself from getting to where you need to be. And as long as you're doing that, you're living out of the will of the Father. And Excuse me. One thing for us is to that we have to uh, we have to stay focused as believers. And as long as we're staying focused, we got our, our eyes on Elohim. Then our minds are being consumed by his word. We're meditating on it. Then a lot of stress, a lot of pain, a lot of things that we experience. We won't have to experience our lives will be, you know, we'll have all the fruits of the spirit that were promised to us. We'll have joy, peace. We'll have all of that. Um, but just getting back on point. Um, the thing about it, Elohim gave us the ability to obtain what it says in Deuteronomy 8 and 18. And like Octavian was talking, saying, instead of like Colin Kaepernick going out and saying, you know, he wants to get back in the NFL, take the money that you got from the NFL and start doing your own thing. Like live out your purpose. And your purpose was not to be an entertainer all your life because that's all they're using, you know, football, any professional players for. They treat them like trading cards. Anytime somebody gets hurt, it's like, oh, no, what are we going to do? Because a lot of people are actually gambling on these games. But people get hurting and you getting upset. But I'm like, these are people like he he broke his leg. He it takes time to heal. Like, what if you broke your leg? And, you know, we don't see them as human beings, but rather we see them as uh, entertainment for us. And that's really what they had. And I'll tell you, talked about this, too, uh, was in Rome in order to keep the people distracted. You know, you had these great coliseums and different ways of entertainment. It, it was w- ways to get the minds consumed. And with all this push of information that we have today, with ease of access to the internet, you know, our phones, we literally have computers in our hands and we use them to access entertainment when it comes to social media, YouTube, anything all day. So a lot of us, as I said before, we're not staying focused. We're getting carried away and distracted. And that's one thing that the enemy wants. He wants to distract us and keep us from our purpose, because if we find out who we are, we're a threat to him. And if he understands that we're um, a threat to him, then I mean, we could one person can change the world one person that's all it takes you had one person who um i mean who died for our sins that was yeshua um and now all of us can be born again elohim didn't send an army he sent one person um to deliver the israelites out of egypt he sent one person he sent moshe and yeah he was accompanied by aaron um but all, all it takes is one, and the enemy knows it. So that's why he fights like he does. He's a master deceiver because he understands that the, um, the gifts that we have in us, he understands the anointing. He understands the power. He understands that he, they used to say this all the time in, uh, when I was in culture, he understands that he is already defeated. But the thing is, he's trying to get as many people as he can um, to not accept truth. So we have to see that if we're following Elohim's plan, we understand that everything that we uh, need, we have. He's given us. The earth was given us. He gave us dominion over the earth. So money, that's another thing that we have dominion over. Money, these people working three, four jobs, that's not kingdom living. Um, one thing that really just needs to happen is, is self-management when it comes to money. We need to look at our spending habits. We need to look at... Um, what, what are we doing with the gifts that we've been given? If you look in Exodus, Don't you had those. Off the podcast, man. <laughs> I need the pause. <laughs> no, <Nah>, you good. 
I'm going to give them this. I just got a lot right now. Um, if you look in Exodus, there were those that had special gifts and talents in order to... Was it in Exodus? I think it was. Yeah, special gifts and talents in order to build the temple. Um, and they were given to them by Elohim. It says it in Scripture. And um, that was their purpose for their gifts and talents. So whatever you have, uh, for, you know, you go to Elohim to find out who you are and what you're gifted at, what your gift is. And you use that gift to generate wealth. Now, th- that doesn't mean that, you know, if you're, <clears throat> if you're gifted with your hands, that you're just going to wake up one day and be able to build a house. You still have to go through training, but it's going to be a lot easier for you than it would be somebody else who doesn't have the same gift as you. You'll just be able to do it naturally. And you take that gift, you enhance as much as you can, ways to enhance it. Like I said, our training, which you can go to trade schools, you can go to college, but you then you take that gift and you use it to obtain wealth. And it's not that uh, you'll have money following you. I mean, you have so many ways today to show how gifted and talented you are with social media. Um, but that's the thing. So many kingdom citizens depend on jobs, good jobs, get a good job. Like, how do you think this job was created? Um, I mean, Fred Smith started FedEx. Um, all, all these other franchises and business, these people started somewhere. You can do the same thing. But all it, it really takes following the Holy Spirit and what he's leading and guiding you to do, and it takes the right motive. But I, I'm going to stop right now and let Octavian Gill some points. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what you're saying is much needed and it's much appreciated. And I mean, from out of what, you know, the Holy Spirit puts in you, I mean, this is a great place to put it for people to hear. But, I mean, you're absolutely right, man. Um, you know, I had a, um, you know, open vision the other day that I was in my hometown and uh, I was preaching or teaching in one of the uh whatever church that I was in in my own time, but I knew it was my own time because it was familiar people around. And I was uh, speaking about, you know, uh, money management and stuff like that. And I saw myself saying, you know, everybody likes to talk about how they don't have, you know, money for their bills and this and that, but we always see you got cigarettes and alcohol in your house, you know, and from that, you know, everybody basically was walking out at that point. (laughs) But you're definitely right, man. When it comes to uh, finances, we all have the ability to make money. We look at all these people like Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, and all these other people. And, uh, you know, like you said, they had uh, humble beginnings. They had to start somewhere. They took a talent or gift that they had, the knowledge that they had, and they worked it. And it turned into something for them. And, you know, the enemy has put a lot of fear in people, a lot of not believing in themselves and not knowing who they are. A lot of times growing up, we used to hear like, man, you know, I ain't no Bill Gates or I ain't no this or I ain't no that. And it's like, you write you yourself and you can go off and do more amazing things than they can. You just have to believe in yourself and understand that you can do this. And it all starts with, uh, like you said, again, you know, um, about kingdom citizens that you know we just practice principles if you just learn the principles and you practice the principles they work for you you know they're they're put there to so when you activate them that they'll give you back the benefits of the work that you're putting in and so um if we could just you know get that but like you said there's so much distraction nowadays uh you know like you said, with Rome and the Colosseums and stuff like that. I mean, if people didn't have some type of entertainment or something to, you know, that's what uh, 
the three words, uh, the words that come together to make uh, entertainment is enter, retain, and mint. And, you know, uh, the stuff that you're watching or the stuff that you're trying to see is entering your mind to retain it. And mint is, you know, uh, the word at the end that means, you know, that's what it was meant for. So um, it keeps you distracted. I mean, my goodness, it's, it's always something going on. People are always talking about something. You know, all of uh, this part is coming up. This award ceremony, the BET Awards, the MTV Awards, uh, you know, the football game going on, college football, college basketball. Uh, I mean, it's always something going on at every stage, you know, of the year, every time of the year to keep people distracted. You know, if there was a time where there was nothing going on, stuff was quiet and stuff like that, people would, you know, then have times to just maybe sit down and collect their thoughts or think about their life or, you know, uh, uh, contemplate on some things. Think about how you can make yourself into a better person. Actually figure out why it is that you ain't got no money all the time, you know, Um, and learn how to manage, you know, read a book that has all this information and stuff in it that you can learn some different things. But, you know, people's minds are retained all the time from the stuff that they're watching that they don't think about it. You know, and, and you know, I have to watch myself of that because, you know, a, a lot of the work I do and stuff like that, it's it's on, you know, uh, online, social media. Uh, marketing and things like that. And I have to make sure that I catch myself and say like, okay, hey, you know, yes, I'm doing this, but at the same time, I need to make sure that I'm sitting down and I have some time to, you know, hear a message, hear a word, you know, pray, uh, speak in my heavenly language of fire, you know, make sure that I do all these things so I can, you know, help grow myself, edify myself, gain this knowledge, wisdom, and understanding uh, so that I can continue to grow and I can, you know, eventually get to points to where like I'm making myself a better person. The people around me see what I'm doing. They, uh, you know, get curious. You can teach them, you know, especially with family. You have to make sure that as a man that you're in a position to lead your family and, you know, sitting down watching the football game all day is not going to do that. You know, seeing, you know, making sure that, you know, every stat that LeBron James has is not going to do that. So, uh, yeah, you're definitely right, man. Right, and is the this, that's why the sports industry is a billion dollar industry because you have so many people pouring into it. And I had to explain this to some people. Um, I'm like, what makes these people famous? It's the fact that you have people who are willing to spend so much money to go to these games, and even in when it comes to music, that's a whole teaching within itself. Um, but you have people who spilling spending will travel across the country, travel from different continents just to go attend a concert. But it's all about, you know, the entertainment. I mean, they're taking, um, they're using, I guess you say their gift and they're using the platforms that have been set for them in order to make money. But I mean, it's not even the artists who are making most of the money. It's really their record labels. But we're not even thinking about that. All we're thinking about is just how they make us feel when we're watching it. We feel a part of it. We say, this is my team. And we're telling people, my team better than yours. When you have no ties to that team, the only thing you're doing is funding the team. That's really what you're doing. Um, and with the artists, it's the same thing. You're funding their, their record label. You're pouring into it. And as believers, I mean, I give, let's see, me and my wife probably give 
the majority of our money to our ministry. And when I say the majority, we, we break it down. When we do our budget, we break it down to percentages, really. And what we're going to give into the ministry and all other things that we pay into. But the most of it, and we, um, we return our tithes, return our first fruit, and give offering based off of our gross and not the net. So majority of our money goes into the ministry because that's what we want to support. And we know that Elohim, we have a business. So I have a channel or a way that Elohim can bring us increase because with your job, you're limited. Your job is only going to give you the money that um, you, you've agreed to. When you sign that contract, $15 an hour, $16 an hour, you're getting a salary, $30,000 a year, $40,000. That, that's what you get. You may get a bonus here and there, but I mean, even if you're making uh, $130,000, that's all you get. But with a business, your business could grow. And however well you do, um, that's what you receive. So it's really just looking at it that way. And like I tell you, I'm saying it's kind of hard to see it when, you, when your mind is always being um, entertained. Because you don't have the time to sit down and meditate. Is our minds are so busy and so consumed with things going on that we can't even see that um, things that people are doing that we uh, we can do them too. And I'm not saying steal somebody else's business. Excuse me. What I'm saying is is to be inspired and say, you know what, I can start my own business. And not saying go and do something that you know you really enjoy, like. If I really like basketball, I'm not looking to build, you know, the next, um, what should I say, the next uh, Jordans or the next some other type of brand. But I'm looking to the father to see what he's gifted me to do. It's not always about what's appealing to our eyes or what's appealing to us. Because one thing that I learned when, when I got out of college was that there are more occupations then there are majors. And all we saw in college was just majors. But we, we tried to, t we didn't know what all was out there once we got out. So if, you know, I go to school to be a computer science major, I mean, there's so many different fields in IT I can go into, networking, security, being a programmer. Um, what, you, what else you have? Software engineering, computer engineering. You have um, network engineering. You have so many different fields. Uh, cloud engineering um, but when it comes to our gifts it's the same way I mean my gift can be problem solving I can take that problem solving gift and do many a different things with it but it, that's the way we have to look at it and not limit ourselves because so many times I'm, like I said this is for believers we're limiting ourselves because we're not allowing the father to reveal things to us we understand that we're good at teaching so we go be a teacher because that's the first thing we see so that's my thing is really the whole point of what I'm saying is spending time with the father, taking the limits off our minds and realizing that he's given us the ability to obtain wealth. And once you realize that he wouldn't just happen to me, he'll give you a mentor. I asked for a mentor. I was like, father, you know, I have this gift. I don't know what to do. There's no, there's no book for starting a business. <laughs> there's really no book for, um, you know, and especially for the business that you do. Um, no book for executing. Let me say, say that there's no book for executing a business. There are different ways of starting and what you should do and what you shouldn't do, but there are tax laws get changed all the time. 
um, it, it's just great to have a mentor. And I found one, I should say Elohim presented one to me, and I've actually drawn from him. Uh, and that's what's helped me in my business. And the other thing, like I say, there's no books for, um, you know, starting a business and executing. But there are books that talks about, you know, different people who are in business who have been successful. They write books all the time. And I was talking to a guy and I was like, you know, most of those books are all about a mindset. He was like, he thought about it. He was like, you know what? You're right. They are. I'm like, exactly. Because all it is is, is training your mind, disciplining your mind. It's really all about uh, the way that you think. Once you change the way that you think, you will have more discipline. You will have more structure in your life. You will have more order. And, and that's what it really is there. I actually, I actually wrote this down a while ago that our pastor did uh, a teaching on order when I first came to the ministry. And he gave us five points on order. And I'm going to say these, Octavian, and I'll let you uh, come in. But these are five points, and they have really helped me. Order defines your location. It lets you know where you are. Order brings a manifestation. Order calls utilization. Once you get organized, you know what you have and you can utilize it. Organization causes you to have accurate estimation about whatever you're going to do. And the fifth point, order takes you to your destination. You're definitely right with order, man. Uh, the two main things, it lets you know where you are. And it lets you know uh, where you're going or, you know, if you're, if you're heading in the right direction, in the right way. Um, you know, I, I see so many people, they get older in age and stuff like that. And they'll say, like, you know, uh, I'm depressed. You know, a lot of things come to my mind, you know. Uh, you know, am I ever going to figure out, you know, who uh, what I'm supposed to do? Am I ever going to? you know, find somebody, I'm tired of being alone and all this other stuff. And, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is why are you worried about finding someone if you don't even know who you are? If you, if you don't even know who you are, um, how are you going to expect yourself to, how are you going to relate to this person? You know, uh, we'll just talk about, you know, like marriage, like, you know, why do you want a woman if you don't know as a man who you are and what you're supposed to be doing, um, especially if you don't know who a woman is and what she's designed for, if you could figure out who you are and what you're designed for, then you can understand how you're going to relate to this woman to get into a relationship with her and uh, the things that she has to bring into the relationship. You guys can figure out how you're going to work together, um, you know, in the relationship for the common goal. And it's like, if you're trying to do all that out of order, you're just destined to mess up what you're going to get into and then just, you know, stress yourself out, make yourself even more mad because you were once lonely. And now you're basically at a point to where you've gotten someone and you've ruined it. That's just going to make you even more upset. So you have to do things in order. I mean, you know, I, I just with all the knowledge and stuff that I gained, like there is no skipping steps. I don't want to skip steps because. I, I don't want to hurry up and get to, you know, I feel like I'm at the last stage and then everything crumbles just because you wanted to skip, you know, steps one, uh, steps two and three, you know. So um, and that's I bring up relationships because that's the main area that, you know, you see a lot of people talking about, you know, man, I want, uh, you know, I want to be with somebody. I want to get married. I'm tired of being alone. But it's like you don't even know who you are yet, you know. So why don't you? 
figure out, and we know from scripture, you know, when Adam, um, when Adam met Eve, uh, oh, we know as Matis and Egad, you know, he didn't even know that he needed a wife. He, I mean, he wasn't even looking for one. He, one was just presented to him uh, to help him with the vision that he had, and you know, he was all for it and stuff. But the thing is, he didn't even know he needed one. He didn't even, you know, know that, you know, that he needed help with what he was doing. He was just satisfied and with being in the presence of the Father, living out his purpose, doing what he's supposed to do. And I mean, he didn't even, he didn't even, you know, realize that he needed one, you know. And, and you know, this order stuff is really, really simple. It, you know, it's basically like trying to, you take the VCR out of the uh, box. You, you put it up uh, right beside the TV. You put the batteries in the remote. You try to cut the VCR on, and then you get mad. Well, it's like you didn't even plug it up, so what you mad for? You know, I mean, it's, it's your fault. You didn't follow the order. So, yes, um, order order is definitely, definitely important. And it's I, once again, you know, we always bring up being a father and, you know, family and stuff like that. But um, there was an order to things, and especially being a father, you know, you want to do things in order. I, I do not want to try to lead my family to anywhere if I'm if I'm not good myself. You know, if, if I'm not making sure I'm in the presence of the Father myself, if I can make sure that I'm living in the Spirit uh, myself, that I can make sure that I'm seeing and I'm, I'm, I got my vision clearly of where we're going myself, you know, there's no purpose in leading if, if you're a man that's out of order. You know, you're doing nothing but just leading you. If Can the blind lead the blind? You know, yes, they can, right into a ditch. So, um, yeah, that's what I have to say in response to that. Uh, that's good, man. Um, order is something that, you know, I didn't learn before I came to the ministry. So getting married, all I knew was, was that I didn't want a girlfriend. I wanted a wife. So I was like, hey, let's get married. So that's what I did. <laughs> um and I didn't, a lot of the knowledge that I'm receiving now, I didn't have when me and my wife first got married. And she even told me um, that she wished we would have waited just so we could have um, grown or matured. Um, and I understand that because there's so much that you'll go through because, you know, you don't have that knowledge that you need in order to be married and stay married. And, you you know, like I keep talking about, man, it's so many complications will come up in your life when you're living out the will of the Father. Like you say, when you, you know, we have to go back to the manufacturer. We have to go back to our creator. Um, when something is not functioning how it's supposed to, the first thing, you know, I work in IT. The first thing that I do is I try to troubleshoot. Well, how was this created? What's all the components that's inside of it so that I can fix this? And the only way I can know that is by going to um, really have like a part list, but that's a part of the manual. And it's, it's the same thing with us. Like, if we're not really looking at how the Father created us, the positions that men and women have, then we'll be out of order. We'll be trying to do things that women are designed to do, and you'll see women trying to do things that men are designed to do. And, well, we actually see that in the world today. Um, because, you know, men are the leaders. And women, like you say, Masa Izanigad, that's the the, um, the one that she's more than a helper. She's there to assist 
the man's vision because El- before Elohim gave Adam um, a wife, he gave him vision, and it was to um, to tend and to keep the garden. So it's so much more that we have to get a hold of before we just jump out and do things. And the same thing, like I was talking about with a business, like getting attached to a mentor or somebody who can teach me uh, different the ins and outs before I actually go out and do it. And it's so much that I've had to learn in that, so much I've had to learn even on the job. Um, one of my questions is when I go in for an interview, what type of training do you all offer? Because I hate going into a job not knowing exactly what to do and just getting thrown out there. That's one of the worst feelings ever. And that's what happens a lot of times in life. People are just thrown out there because they've had no direction. There's no vision. They're just doing whatever um, they feel. Well, I feel like this is the best season. I feel like that's the best season. I feel like this, but they haven't been trained. And that's one thing as a father that fathers are there to do. Fathers are there to train their kids. And it's so much that we don't receive, especially in the black community, because a lot of the fathers aren't in the home. So a lot of kids don't receive that training. So you have a lot of fatherless fathers who are just doing, again, what they feel is best. And a lot of times people try to agree with society or what society does. And we know society is constantly changing. But one thing about Elohim and his sovereign word is that it never changed. It's been the same all along. The only thing that's changing, um, as Octavian said, is, is cultures. But it's for us to, we, you know, we have dual citizenship. We are kingdom citizens. And we're citizens of whatever country we're in. Like we're in America, so we're also citizens of America. America has its culture, but we're not here to conform to this uh, culture. We're here to change it. Exactly. It's enough with trying to do things uh, the way that they've been done. Um, I was just online the other day, and I saw somebody somebody put up. I made up a new pronoun. Uh, it's called, you know, so and so, whatever they call. It. They gave their little definition and their little breakdown of how to pronounce it. And I'm like, look at this, like 2019 going into 2020, someone who's probably like 19, 20, you know, probably in their 20s uh, is coming up with a new word, uh, redefining, you know, things that have already been set. And it's just like, you know, can we just see that this is dangerous? I mean, if there is truth, if original is truth. And we know that we have original somewhere. We just have to put ourselves in a position to uh, find it. Then what she's doing is very dangerous. And many people are actually doing this, just constantly redefining, making up new things. I said, I believe I said this on the last podcast. If you have a, a, a doctrine or a belief that's based off your feelings and what you feel, I don't want no part of it. Like, I don't want any part of it. Get it away from me. Because uh, what we're doing in society today is getting people farther and farther off, um, away from where they're supposed to be. Um, and, you know, uh, the, this world just welcomes it. And even, you know, those who don't welcome it, you know, they'll just go ahead and let it slide because, you know, the majority of people, you know, just don't want it to affect their bottom dollar. You know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, uh, fight against this group of people because, you know, they could rally against me it'll affect my business i lose my business i lose they put money above morals they put money above their belief system so um this world is going to you know just basically down in the dumps man of how stuff is being done so much stuff getting redefined so much stuff you know that if you could just look at it this plainly and this obviously this is wrong and we shouldn't be doing this 
you know, this this is just I mean, it's getting to the point to where, you know, you'll you'll walk out in the world and you'll see some things now that, you know, humanity is just looking at like, you know, even if I didn't have like any type of ideal about this, it just feels wrong. Like on your inside, you know it's wrong. But you know, you just let it slide because we don't want to hurt nobody's feelings and you know, you just gotta let people do what they wanna do. Like, oh okay. <laughs> okay. Y'all y'all keep doing that and we'll just see, you know, where it takes all of us and how far um uh, how far this will go and how it's gonna affect everybody else. So Yeah. Um, I definitely agree. Yeah, man, and, and my wife says this all the time. Um and it's really what the world is coming to. It's all about being accepted. But it's also about doing what makes you happy. And she says all the time, doing what makes you happy is sending you right to hell. And that's true because, you know, by our nature, well. we're children. <laughs> by our nature, you know, we were children of wrath that um, when we're born into this world, you know, we're born into sin. We have to get born again. And once we get born again, you know, then we come into, you know, it's not just getting born again, it's getting born again and coming to another the truth. And we really have to continue to have, live a life of integrity, because if we fall, continue keep falling short, then we're not really born again. We're just playing games because scripture talks about that. Um, what does it say? I can't remember verbatim, but it talks about how believers do not make a, a habit of sin. So it's not for us to make a habit of sinning or willfully sin all the time. So it's really kingdom citizens that, that have integrity. And one great example of integrity in scripture is, um, who is it, uh, Job or, of course, Yeshua. Yeshua had great integrity. I mean, he was, who else, Sheol? That's another example. Um, Yeshua was talked about. He was beat up, spit on. People saying to him, prophesy to us, which one of us just hit you? Um, different things like that. And, you know, when one wrong thing goes bad in our life, we're ready to give up. And this kind of off topic, but I think somebody needs to hear this. And, and that's why it's so good that we need to surround ourselves with other believers. You know, it's good to go and witness to your old friends, but it's also good to be around, your, you know, other brothers and sisters in the faith because, you know, iron sharpens iron. Is it, we're there to help encourage and uplift one, uh, one another. We value each other. And the thing about it is, once you get around it, you'll have the same, the same things that we're talking about. Like, I, I'll call and talk to my brother Octavian. And I talk to him because I know that when we get to talking, there are things that we talk about. He, he said some things that have helped me in my life, whether he knows it or not. And I'm like, man, I needed that. Being around my shepherd, like, it's not even just listening to him um teach all the time sometimes just being around them i'm just like man i really need that that encouraged me to be um more disciplined in my life like it's being around it's your lifestyle is what it really is it's the lifestyles that we're surrounded by because people don't understand i was talking to somebody about this yesterday and i'm in on this i, I don't know why i got a lot today but <laughs> um um, I was talking to my father-in-law and I was telling them I was like I didn't realize you know in these horror movies that people were actually living this stuff. I thought these were just movies until I started talking to people in the world, and it was like, yeah, you know, my ghost um opens up my um my drawers and my um what else did they say? Open up my cabinets and stuff like that. It happens all the time. I'll wake up and all the lights will be on. Um, I go to sleep and feel something next to me. And like they talk about one night they got drunk and a couple of them saw 
uh, a ghost come at them. And I'm just like, they don't even realize that these are demons that they're seeing, but they've given access to by their lifestyle. And they've just come in and just, they're just doing whatever they want to. And it, it's hey, so much. Go ahead. I was going to say, ain't no way, man. <laughs> Exercise and dominion immediately. <laughs> you got to go. Right. And it, it's so much. And not to get into, you know, my thing is not to get into mysticism and all of that or get into a bunch of supernatural, even though we do live supernatural lives because we are spirit beings. But it's just saying that our lifestyles is what really shows who we are. I, I, I remember one time I was getting down in the faith. I'm like, Father, like, I, I, I know I confess that I'm saved, but, you know, being saved is not a feeling or being born again is not a feeling. But I'm like, how do I know that I'm truly saved? And the only thing that came to mind was, um, you'll know by the uh, fruits that you bear. So basically look at my fruit, look at my lifestyle. What am I producing in my life? So that that's my whole point is we talk about that. We, we say, and we born again and we, this, we come into the knowledge of truth and we, you know, we've done that, but you know, it's not about, you know, religion is all about doing great works. I mean, wake up every morning, you helping the homeless, you um, giving somebody a ride, you doing this, doing, I mean, Satanists do that. Satanists believe that it's all about being a good person. So what you're doing is mixing um, scripture with the world, which produces religion. And that's, I mean, that that's what Satanists do. But I think it's not to just be serving and do great works. I think it's to produce a lifestyle where we where we've changed, and all that we do is pleasing to the Father to live a blameless life in His eyesight. And things like being a good person is just one of the fruits. But we don't allow people to run over us either because we understand who we are. As uh, Octavian talked about, like <clears throat> we have self confidence is because the Father has given it to us. We're not dummies. We have we're um. With wisdom, the book of James says, you know, if you ask wisdom, he'll give it to you. So is I'm saying all this because somebody needs to hear it. And it, it's a lot that we are just ignorant of. Hey, man, I'm glad that um, you have all this to give out because that somebody definitely does need to hear it. And, you know, it's it's enough of, you know, the truth needs to get out. It's It's enough of this, you know tiptoeing, beating around the bush stuff, man. Look, I, I put on my social media the other day, like, how in the world can you say you care about me if you don't ever tell me when I'm wrong? If you don't ever want to give me truth? If you don't ever want to lead me and steer me in the right directions? If you don't ever want to see, you know, me become a better version of me? Like, how can you actually say you don't care about me? And what you're doing right now is actually showing that you actually care about, you know, mankind and their livelihood, that you actually care if they live their best life, that you actually care about, you know, uh, someone letting the enemy, you know, uh, take them to and fro and lead their life and be their, you know, the God in their life, be their strong governor, you know. So this, you know, the stuff that you're saying needs to get out and needs to be said because, you know, people aren't hearing it. You know, I, I remember uh, me growing up, I used to always just be like, man, like, uh, you know, I used to always be like, man, I wish I had a strong, like, you know, father figure in my life. Somebody who would actually just tell me this is right, this is wrong, you need to go this way and you need to do this. That's why I always appreciate my uncle. You know, and I always talk about him, you know, he he was the one that, you know, was literally a man, a leader, like saying like, hey, you're not going to do this here. 
You're not going to behave this way around me. You need to be doing this with your life. You know, you need to be trying to do this. You know, he and he was like living an example of a, a man who worked hard and then also telling you this is how you need to leave, live your life because he did the same thing. So what you're doing, man, is is definitely needed. And, you know, somebody got to say it, man. Somebody has to. So, I mean, you know, that's why I'm I'm not even, you know, upset. I mean, you know, if you if you're here and you fit and you got a lot of stuff that you need to say, say it, man. That's what this podcast is here for. Right. And <laughs> and I was going to say, I, I guess I've been bringing up what we've been talking about, like, really one point this whole time. Did you have anything that you want to bring up before? We close. Uh, one thing that I could uh, that I had written down to say that I have been thinking about is, you know, I, I sit back and look at my life before uh, I was born again, and all the different things that um, I did. I got into, you know, uh, all the t- different times that I ran from, you know, uh, Elohim when he tried to present himself and show himself, um, and I think. Um, on my life also. And, you know, I was thinking one day, you know, one of the, I'll say, you know, one of the hardest aspects of love to actually, you know, accept and to carry out is knowing that you cannot make anyone do anything. That we're not witches and warlocks and we don't control anyone's will. Uh, could you imagine like how Elohim feel uh, throughout all these years after uh, Adam fell and stuff like that? All the things that he did for mankind, all the ways that he made for mankind, all the all the forgiving that he did, all the all the things that he did trying to, you know, I mean, you could just look at the children of Israel, how patient he was with them, how kind he was with them, how he wanted to forgive them, how he wanted them to succeed, that he put his namesake on the line for them to, you know, be uh, a royal nation and a holy priesthood. You know, how he did all these things to make sure that they became the best that they could be to get them back in their right dominion eventually when Yeshua came. And still, at the end of the day, these people did what they wanted to do. They they still turned away from them. They, they still turned their back on them. They still did things the way they wanted to. And just imagine how that made Elohim feel to do all that, you know, to do all the things that he did for them and eventually people still just go and do what they want to do, you know, and that's why you cannot invest so much in the people. You, you can't, you know, you can uh, care about people, want the best for people and you can do the best that you can. But at the same time, like don't invest so much in people that they become your everything, you know, and it's hard uh, thinking about this now because me and uh, Derek, we both have children, you know, and we have to, you know, be able to understand that you could do everything that you can for your children and still wisdom in them, give them this, give them that, give them everything. But still at the end of the day, like they got a will and they're going to do what they want to do. And, you know, a lot of parents, you know, they, they ruin themselves, ruin their lives, mess up the situation stuff that they have because they're trying so hard to force somebody to be something, to force somebody to do something, you know, Oh, are you going to be like this? Are you going in you know, it, it ends up doing nothing but hurting you. You know, we have to understand that people have wheels and they're going to do exactly what they want to do, no matter what the teaching is. They, I mean, they have to choose. And, you know, uh, I say that uh, in the beginning because I look at how Elohim had to feel about me, you know, 
uh, and all the chances that I had, all the things that he did for me, all the uh, uh, ways he made for me. I mean, there have been uh, times that he's literally given me great blessings that changed my life. And, you know, me being ignorant, I ruined it. And, you know, I chased that blessing out of my life. And so uh, that's one thing that had been on my uh, mind lately is just that, you know, we have to understand and, and could, because, you know, I have a vision and there's things that I really uh, I know that only he wants me to do to go out and showcase um, to the world. But you have to understand that you could do that. But I mean, people are still going to do what they want to do. They're going to be people who accept it. They're going to be people who reject it. But at the end of the day, praise be to y'all because, you know, you're doing what you need to do. You do your part. And at the end of the day, they have to do their part. So um, it's hard to, you know, because sometimes I know uh, and I know Derek can um, talk about this. Also, when we first got born again and stuff like that, I mean, it's like you just wanted the people to have the message so bad. It's like you just wanted to yam it down their throat. You know, just shoving in their brain, you know, like, just get this. You know, why don't you understand this? But at the end of the day, that does more harm than it does good. So, uh, yes, we have to understand that, that you know, we, that we don't control people. We're not witches or warlocks or none of that. You know, just do your part. Do the most that you can. And at the end of the day, let people do what they want. If they, if they want to be ignorant, let them be ignorant still. If they want to accept it, that's great. So... That's that's uh, one thing I had. No, that was excellent, man. <laughs> Something I go back and listen to. Um, but I think that's all the time we have. Yep. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but uh, once again, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Um, make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform that you're listening to. And we appreciate it so much. And shalom. Shalom.